0: Singing is the lowest form of communication.
1: Homer, you sing all the
0: time. No, I don't. I hate to rhyme.
2: Welcome to an episode of Titles Mean Nothing.
3: I'm Alex Thomas. And I'm Sasha Swift.
2: And today we're doing an episode on the music of The Simpsons.
3: Yep, yep. So this episode is going to be a deep dive into the 13 most popular Simpsons songs uh, based on my own survey and my own data. And uh, by a deep dive, I mean I've scoured interviews, presented clips from DVD commentary tracks... Looked at the original songs that The Simpsons parodied, covered, or took inspiration from. And I've even spoken directly to one of the songwriters and found song demos that predate the episode recordings. Um, So joining us today is guest judge, Sean, again. (laughs) Welcome back, Sean.
4: Oh, thank you. I am genuinely so excited for this podcast.
3: Yeah, we've been talking about it a while. and, uh, And also fellow Gilbert and Sullivan fiend ronan who's a friend from from my school days hi ronan
5: hello sash it's uh, really nice to, really nice to be on um yeah nice to meet you all looking f- really again really looking forward to this topic it's been really fun uh kind of diving back into like the simpsons after uh not watching a huge amount for a while so it's been yeah it's brought back a lot of nostalgia and i'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about so yeah looking forward to it
3: what was your first kind of memories of watching the simpsons everyone
5: this was something that i was thinking about as i was watching um and for me it for me it was. You know, I think even when it went to channel four at six o'clock, I think I was already past my kind of peak time. For me, it's BBC two, 6 p.m. <laughs> and I, yeah. lem- I, I, had this, I had this memory of when, the, when my granddad used to visit and he would, and there was one TV in the house and he'd insist on the BBC news on BBC one. And we would like be, you know, in like up in arms and very angry about having to miss the Simpsons. So it was, uh, we had our kind of evening routine like built around it. And, um, and wasn't it Fresh Prince of Bel-Air afterwards? Oh yeah, I, always. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> which was never as funny. So, yeah, that was that's kind of that was the thing that kind of took me back. Um, and I, I thought I had this like encyclopedic knowledge of the show, but I realised it was probably about. I mean, I I knew I, I was going through these series, and I don't really know The Simpsons in terms of its seasons, but essentially it was probably up to about season eight or something, um, and then it, it's kind of like the abyss after that for me. I don't know much more about it. So yeah, very much a kind of nineties early noughties childhood memory, I suppose for me. I remember watching it on Channel 2 and it was on there. Um, and then moving on from that, when it went to kind of like Channel
4: 4, me, my dad, and my mum always to sit down and watch it. And beyond that, I think I owned season 3 through to I think season 7 or 8 on box set DVD.
2: I was you know, lucky enough to have a teeny tiny uh, a TV in my room that had a VHS player in it. And eventually my mum got me a couple of VHS tapes. I would watch over and over and over again. I can't remember exactly what they were. They seemed a random set. So I just watched those over and over. I think I probably played the games more than I watched the show.
5: The games are like a podcast in themselves. <laughs> it's yeah. And I think it's yeah, it's a testament to the fact that I've heard of and have probably played Hit and Run. And I've got memories of these weird old I had went to someone's house and they had some some console. I don't even know what it was. It would have been one of these like late eighties ones, and there were Simpsons games on that, weren't there? So they've been probably going as long as the program, pretty
3: yeah, much. The games have been going yep. since the early nineties. So, what do you all know about the music of the show? Then, like standout stuff, background, or or the title theme? What do you know about it? Anything?
5: Let's see. I mean, Danny Elfman did the theme song, didn't he? That's
3: right, Danny Elfman. Um, he he was famous for doing uh, music for things like Tim Burton films, uh, Men in Black, Flubber, Spider Man, and also Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't
5: knock it. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I'd be interested to know. Do you know that, that theme tune? It's, I mean, he must have done it in, cl- in close collaboration with the creators because it, you know, it's not kind of, I mean, there's that phrase Mickey Mousing where the music like literally matches up with, um, with the with the image you know that that the mickey Mouseing is you know that that idea of like you know mickey mouse kind of plodding blum 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 and his feet matching with the music but but it's not quite that but the theme song is so closely interwoven with what you're seeing isn't it
3: matt Groening requested a theme song that w- wasn't going to be of its time some theme songs are so 80s or so 90s and this one's kind of era less isn't it it's it's very general mm-hmm. but moving on from from danny elfman um The main music of the show, since it began, was written, scored, and orchestrated by a man named Alf Clausen. And he's responsible for a lot of the music we're going to discuss today. Unfortunately, in 2017, after 27 years of scoring the show, he was dismissed from The Simpsons.
4: I think I remember hearing this, like, when that happened. It was, like, kind of a throwaway headline as well, and I just remember looking at it and being like, The Simpsons is one of those shows that has music that just encapsulates it in its entirety. It's very famous for its scores and music as well, as as I'm sure we'll discuss. I don't know the circumstances around it because I wasn't really familiar with what was going on, but it does seem bizarre that that would happen. Was it a budget thing?
3: Well yeah, a lot of people said it was financial, but um, he doesn't believe that, and last year he announced that he's suing Fox and Disney. Uh, claiming he was dismissed due to disability and age. So the show is now scored by a company called Bleeding Fingers Music. Back to Alf Clausen then. So I've got a quote from him here, which I think is absolutely true. He said, I hearken back to something that was said to me a long time ago by a trumpet player who worked in the studios. He said to me, you can't vaudeville vaudeville. The reason for that particular directive is that he said, if you wanted to make something funny, you don't use funny music to go there. You use music that is extremely serious. And I think that's so true. That is so true. The funniest music sounds very serious.
5: I can see that. The idea that looking through these various different songs, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. There's not many kind of cheap gags, really. Like you know, the, 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 you can tell that they, these are serious pieces of music. They are cleverly constructed. Yeah, and, and I think that's um again like ele- you know elevates these songs into being not just you know throwaway gags in episodes but they are ones that you can come back to literally 20 years later and you know exactly where you are because you remember them from the first time you heard them so i can yeah. um i think that's yeah maybe what you are kind of going at there yeah
3: so not long ago i decided to ask a few people what they thought the five most iconic simpsons songs were and i have to say most of the answers did not shock me although some did stuff i thought <laughs> were like really obscure choices <laughs> So I I thought the best thing we'd do was to work our way up from the songs with only a few votes to the one song, literally one song, that everybody voted for. So um, 13 songs were picked between everyone I asked, and there were some interesting stats. First of all, five of the songs were parodies of existing songs, Uh, five were original tunes written specifically for the show and the other three were straight-up covers or adaptions. Statistically, nothing was picked from Seasons 1, 2, and 3. One song was picked from Season 4, three from Season 5, and then we peak with four songs from Season 6, uh, then one each from 7 and 8, two more from Season 9, and then nothing until the very last, which is one song from Season 14, and only one person picked that song, and that is Sean. <laughs> So we're gonna play, (laughs) we're gonna play song number one now, so if you, if you have a listen.
1: Well, what do you think?
3: What do I think of the pie?
0: What do I think of the pie? Goodness gracious, it's delicious, that's what I think of the
4: pie. Because...
3: Sean, why do you love Why Do I Think of the Pie?
4: Honestly, I don't quite understand why this particular song sticks out, but when you pose a question to me of what are my top five favorite songs, obviously won't go through the other four because that'll be spoilers, but this one is always towards the tail end of the list whenever I think of Simpsons songs, but it always sticks out to me. Um, It's short and sweet. It's at the end of an episode in the end credit sequence. It ends with Homer just walking off a screen and the other characters just not giving a damn. And... It's just one of those wonderful little comedic moments where they've put, they've gone to the effort to make a little score where, like, there's this little song and dance number almost. It, in a way, it's throwaway, but that's the gag in itself, I guess. It Like I said, it's short, it's sweet. It's just, for me, very memorable. I don't know why I always remember this one against, like, countless other ones that probably could have made the top five. But I think I also wanted to throw you a bit of a curveball, Sash, because I very easily could have said something else, <laughs> but... I think it's wonderful to get something that maybe people might have just forgotten about. Um, yeah, it's, but it's this one always sticks in my it's mind. It's outside
3: the golden era, season fourteen. Um, so not a lot of people would, you know, really think of it. But it, it's and it's not bad. It doesn't serve a purpose as well, which is interesting. It,
4: it's just there. I have to admit, it might be outside of the golden era, but I actually quite love this episode.
2: <laughs> the whole thing with The Simpsons when it first started was the idea of being subversive, and what that came across to me as is like subverting the whole genre of the musical. Because normally, you know, someone bursts out into song at a random moment and you follow them along, but it's just like, oh, do you know what? I'm on holiday. It's the end of the 20 minutes. We're finished with this. I think that like dead end is quite good.
4: Do we need a reason to to love the pie anymore other than just because <laughs> I feel like we're
3: discussing it far too much. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it was a nice little song and uh yeah and it was cool to see kind of a later um because it is, it is, it's, it's, bizarre to think that, you know, we're talking about late Simpsons. This is there's like twice as much Simpsons beyond this. It's just, it's uh, it's mad, isn't it, to think how much Simpsons there is.
3: Anyway, should we move on to the next song? Please. I can't
0: believe my little boy is already going on his first date. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise sunset, cats in the cradle in the silver spoon yes, we have no bananas (laughs) oh, that's sweet, Homer our son is
3: growing
6: up,
0: isn't he? no, it's not that, didn't you hear? they have no bananas they have no bananas today
3: that is Homer singing like a random medley of songs and I was really surprised that anyone picked it, I couldn't remember what episode it belonged to or anything so I had to track it down and it's it's in an episode called Bart's girlfriend which is from season 6 um do does anyone know the original song
4: No not really like I've I've heard it somewhere before but I can't place it
3: It's not a song it's one line from three different songs which is is a really <laughs> peculiar thing it's he says sunrise sunset and that's from Fiddler on the Roof from 1964 oh, okay. Then he sings a line from Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon which is a 1974 <laughs> single by Harry Chapin and then there's uh, Yes We Have No Bananas which is a novelty song by Frank Silver and Irving Cohn written in 1923
6: Sunrise sunset, Sunrise, sunset, Sunrise Sunrise sunset. The Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon oh.
3: Yes
5: We Have No Bananas
3: Okay, so that that is weird, isn't it? It's it, it's it's a very expensive joke.
2: Maybe he's trying to articulate himself, and those are <sighs> <laughs> those are the ways he feels he could express it. I don't know. It's so bizarre.
5: Well, I got in touch with you, didn't I? Because I watched this episode and said, "Forgive me, I didn't actually spot any song. I, I must have watched the <laughs> wrong episode." Because uh, what, I, what I what I I thought that you were there is a bit later on, which I did remember, which was where Bart says. There's only one thing to do in this situation: strut and And staying alive. uh, Staying alive. I thought that was going to be what we would be talking about. I've got to be honest. I I thought that I just thought this sunrise thing. I just went completely um, over my head, and I didn't understand any of the references. So it was just a bit of a kind of it just shot past my ear, and I was like, oh, okay. It (laughs) wasn't super memorable for me, I'm afraid. I'm quite familiar with this episode, so
4: I remember that like that little song. But because I forgot it was in this episode, and I was on the lookout for what the songs could be. For me to begin with, I thought it was like the weird little troll man song at the beginning. The part does. Where it's like a troll man and his partner, like, oh, such awful, awful hair.
3: But anyway, so I wanted to find out why why they did three different songs, and there's not really still a clear answer, even though we listening to the DVD commentary track. So, one of the great things about the Simpsons is you never stopped and like thought about how much that would cost you.
7: Yes, no. That's 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 no, true. a very expensive little joke. <laughs> we could actually sing three songs in a row and pay for them. And, uh, <laughs> can be expensive, you know. Whenever you hear a piece of music on a TV show, that means that somebody's getting. You know, we have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for that music for just a few seconds of it. It's a it's a great business, and sometimes songs we have to change because they're so expensive. We can't get enough money. Uh, to justify spending, you know, that much money on one little piece of song, but most of the time we fight and we scream and we yell until we get the money and get you the music that you deserve to be entertained by. That's how much we care about.
1: That's you. how we got. Yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> Very expensive.
7: Piece. Anyway, moving on.
0: Boy, the way the Bee Gees played.
6: Movies John Travolta made.
0: Guessing how much Elvis weighed.
6: Those were the
0: days.
6: And you knew where you
0: were then. Watching shows like Gentle Ben. Mister,
1: Mister we we could could use use a man man like like
0: Sheriff Obo again. Disco Duck and Fleetwood Mac. Coming
6: out of my 8-track.
0: Michael Jackson Jackson still was black. black. Those Those were the the days. Was feeling mighty blue. It's a shame what school can do. For no reason, here's a poo.
7: The, Those
0: were the, days.
3: the best line in that for me is For no reason, here's a poo. <laughs>
4: there's a lot of like just fun little references in here i just think one of my favorite things about this one is Marge's just shrieking (laughs) it's just it's one of those fun little moments where it's quite nice because they're in that moment of like they're sitting in the lounge and they're playing the piano together it's a very nice little moment where they're just singing about life but just kind of hearing marge be so candid about singing but how god awful it is <laughs> it's just quite beautiful.
3: Yeah, that's deliberate. Um, so, have you ever heard of a sitcom called All in the Family? Yes, no. I
5: have,
3: yeah. Well, it's a US sitcom that ran throughout the 70s, but it was never aired in Britain. And this is actually the theme tune to All in the Family.
1: Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hip parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days And to knew when you were there Dance <laughs> for girls and men and men Mister, we, we could use a man, man Like Herbert Hoover, Hoover again. again Didn't need no welfare state Everybody pulled his weight G.R.O. a sour and
6: great Those were the days
0: eating breakfast and i thought oh we should do that all in the family song
7: with homer and marge except change the lyrics to things from the 70s a few years later this is how family guy now opens every episode <laughs> <laughs> but it's a coincidence i'm sure they never saw the show
2: that makes so much more sense now
7: yeah yeah
4: that explains a lot
5: <laughs> yeah i mean it's you know, also worth noting i don't think there's any others on our list that are bang at the start of an episode normally they have some kind of you know Uh, run up and this one so I I I sensed something was a bit weird and and I I had some inkling that I wasn't there was something that I was missing when I watched this one and uh, yeah and also like yeah I also shared Sean's view of like I think we've all become like desensitized to Marge's singing voice (laughs) and and you you, you kind of think oh well that's just that's just the mum of the family And, and you kind of you know you're able to because you know the character you're able to like Um, see it as this kind of you know often when she's singing she's being kind of you know motherly and she's being pleasant or she's being funny or whatever but um in this yeah that first high note really like you know is a is a stonker isn't it in my notes i just put those were the days marge appalling high note that was my (laughs) that was the extent of my notes for this episode yeah
4: (laughs) marge take it away work with it
2: (laughs) when we watched the episode i immediately thought of family guy and I wondered if Family Guide intentionally yeah. copied it, depending on the timeline. But yeah. could just be a coincidence.
4: I realise now, knowing that the the joke that's right at the beginning of that episode makes so much more sense. Which is once that bit's over, they go, "The Simpsons is filmed in front of a live studio mm. audience." <laughs>
5: yeah, especially because uh, considering there is no live studio audience, I was also I was also waiting for the candle after. But it's nice that we are British, but we're not so completely swallowed up in American popular culture that some of these things go over our heads. And,
3: and it's nice that the show doesn't generally always rely on pop culture references that only an American are going to get. And also, someone picked this song who I don't believe has seen All in the Family and they just thought it was funny. So, sometimes when a gag works and you and it's a parody and you don't know the original and it's still good, that's the sign of good writing.
4: Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I completely agree with that because I had no clue about that but I was still able to enjoy the gag because of itself it's amusing and they know what made the original amusing and just incorporated that into their work so that you don't have to know the reference. It's still funny.
3: Should we move on?
0: pitching this one thing attracted us to doing this story was to have lisa sing jazz man you know she just has such a beautiful voice and this is one of my favorite
6: songs i just think it's it's always just really heartbreaking to hear it and again that much less writing
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh there are so many elements to jazz man that makes me my brain think it's just going to go into careless whisper <laughs>
6: Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's a it's a great song isn't it
4: Oh, absolutely. And like one thing that was actually really nice about listening to that just now through headphones and not focusing on the episode per se is I really heard all the elements to that. And that was actually just a really nice song. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really nice just hearing Lisa's voice because it, it complements it all really well. I actually think it's probably one of my favourites that's on the list.
3: Yeah. I think Yardley Smith's a really good singer. And, and, um, one of my friends said to me not long ago was that she doesn't like Lisa episodes, she finds them depressing. And they are in a way, but they're very three dimensional, I find, and very human.
4: The earlier Lisa episodes, cause we're not gonna talk about late Simpsons cause most of it's trash. Um, but the, the early Lisa episodes are very grounding and it, it like a, very, a lot of grounded in reality people, like a lot of kids, cause obviously she has a middle child syndrome as well. Um, I think they're some of the better ones. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my reaction when I heard, I think my, my very first reaction when I heard this was thinking, oh, you know, Lisa's, it's not, you know, the, not maybe in the nicest. I really like definitely agree with what Sean said about like appreciating hearing it, just, on, you know, appreciate, getting a chance to appreciate the song and all the like texture and different instruments and stuff, um, just without the, the episode. Because when I first heard it, I thought, oh, it, you know, it sounds okay, but it's not, not, it's not, it's not making me laugh and it's not, um, you know, kind of maybe as, as memorable as the others. But, um but now ha- basically having seen it, the context of the episode um it made me feel quite emotional really. And I remember and and, and it's 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 a song that's pretty rare for the Simpsons are also they, they treat their songs <laughs> sometimes with a bit of disrespect. You know, that, that you, you get you get a song, you get it's 40 seconds, and then they move on and there's no um repeat. But this one is is obviously brought back at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Um in in, 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 in a pretty emotional and kind of, you know. It's almost a tearjerker. This episode.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's a really poignant episode. The purpose of the song is to connect Lisa to her hero, which is Mister Mister Murphy. And then, spoiler alert: of course, he dies halfway through the episode.
5: Yes, and it's uh, pretty pretty little warning. I mean, when you when you if you you know you, you might be able to catch little little hints. Um, I, mean, I mean, the the, the extent to which there's a hint is um, he coughs heavily at one point,
3: and he's in hospital.
5: Yeah, he didn't have to. Yeah, and, uh, but there was one point when he was kind of, he just kind of struggles a little bit. But, um, but yeah, it just kind of hits you, it it takes you off, um, off kilter. And she's, she's just borrowed his saxophone for this, um, for this big concert and it's gone really well. And he's, she's excitedly going to, going back to tell him about how well it's gone. Kind of almost crying telling you about it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's good and, um, and and the, yeah and the song it's um it's it's, quite, it's it's not exactly like kind of hardcore jazz is it it it, it you know it, it's it is like a, a kind of 8 year old girl's uh, tribute isn't it it's 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 lovely
3: so the song's a cover did you know that yeah no i didn't know nope. alex knows because i play it in my car <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah it's a it's a song um by carol king from 1974 and you know what i actually think it's one of the few times a pop song is covered in the simpsons without it being just used as a joke or without the lyrics being changed. It's just them performing. They're literally just doing a song. It's just a good song. <laughs> it is, yeah. Is it going to get stuck in your head now? Is because I think it's catchy. Um, no, we watched it
2: yesterday, and I woke up with it in my head. Except for some reason instead of jazz man, I was singing trans man. <laughs> just, I think I was just sort of bobbing along in my own
5: world. <laughs> <clears throat> before before we move on away from uh, on something else, we've got to say there's a few um there's a few little things in Simpsons that I just cherish so much. And one of them is, honestly, every time Hans Molman appears and does mm-hmm. a- anything at all, I'm laughing. And in this one, <laughs> he just—it's a jazz station which yeah. has twenty listeners, and he's, <laughs> he's the morning show. Guy. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what he says, but I just remember the image, and it's just that is that is a funny comic creation. Just a uh, yeah. That, and another one, actually, that I did that made me laugh more this time was Grandpa Simpson has a friend, I think. And he's this bold guy with just like a Father Christmas long... Is it Jasper? Jasper, maybe? I don't know. He kind of talks like this. Um, yeah, Jasper. And he... That, yeah, what, that is another funny... There's just one episode where um, Bart feels guilty and he just appears in Bart's treehouse and calls him a traitor or something. <laughs> I don't know that, that yeah. again. <laughs> like, there's not, it's, there's not kind of endless depth to that character. but That is a funny.
3: Just, <laughs> right? Should we, should we move on? We're going to start to get into the really popular songs now. So, without further ado. Who can take your
0: treasure out? Stop it down for you. Shake the plastic bag and do the twisty thingy to the Garbage Man! Oh, the Garbage Man can! The Garbage Man can, and he he does does it with a smile and never judges you! Who can take the sniper? I don't mind at all! Who can clean me up before the big policeman's ball? The garbage man. Yes, the garbage man can. The sanitation folks are jolly friendly blokes. Courteous and easy going. They map up when you're overflowing.
6: For
3: you. Before we get any further, uh, that recording that we just listened to, um, what was wrong with it? Bono. <laughs> there's no Bono. There's no U2 on there's that. There's no Bono. Yeah. That copy is from the soundtrack, and U2 weren't allowed to sing on the actual CD release for legal reasons. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's, that's the mm-hmm. big disappointment with the soundtrack version of that, is U2 are absent there's nothing quite like hearing bono um sing and tell you when your ass is showing
4: (laughs) it's like the way he sings it as well is like quite harsh so it just it's beautiful within the song i love it just having you two in this episode was just so funny
7: (laughs) at the actual recording session bono apparently was kind of a method actor and he said well if we're supposed to be in a bar shouldn't we have beer they had and a full bar so, at so that we, we, Yeah, we sent out for a case of beer, yeah. and because uh, he's a professional did you know, actor, pull their pants down. Uh, Bono did drop his pants once.
0: She did. See, I'm not completely crazy.
7: <laughs> yes. No. He when he and Julie Kavner were singing together. Because Julie was like two microphones away, but it was just a two-throw. And suddenly his pants came down. I think he just was trying to shake things up a little bit. I remember hearing the
0: zip yeah. of his zipper thinking, oh,
2: my God, no, this yeah. is
0: really happening.
7: <laughs> it's a sickness. <laughs> <laughs> now, they really did make it, uh, they made it a real fun afternoon for everybody on the show. Uh, a lot of times the guest stars are in and out kind of quickly, and they were here a good four or five hours and did many, many takes of the song, I remember.
3: So yeah, the song is obviously a parody of The Candyman um, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
7: Who can take a
3: sunrise? Sprinkle it with dew Cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two The Candyman The Candyman can The Candyman can As he mixes it with love and makes the world
0: taste good who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a sigh,
3: soak it in the sun and make a strawberry lemon pie? The Candyman.
5: The Candyman. The Candyman can. The Candyman.
3: Can. I'm just so used to the Simpsons version that I I, I find that hard <laughs> to listen to because it doesn't sound it's, as good.
4: <laughs> is that um from the uh, one with Gene Wilder?
5: Yes, yeah, the original, yeah. And
4: I, the best. I I hate that film so much. So I'm very glad that's over, Um, and I much prefer the Simpsons version. (laughs) Yeah,
5: this is one that I have real. Going back to kind of our our kind of childhood memories of Simpsons, this is one that I actually, uh, as Sasha knows, I once actually did a play performed as Bono in a talent competition (laughs) at school, and uh, and a a cousin of mine. um, This was in the Sky One days. um, Sat all afternoon recording Simpson episodes because she knew that this one was going to be on and actually gave me this VHS with this episode. And so there's a few episodes that I have seen way more than I should have. One was um, the Halloween episode, like um, where Marge becomes a witch, mm-hmm. which I think is in the same mm-hmm. series. Same maybe. season,
2: yeah.
5: Same season, yeah. So, uh, so there must have been a few. Um, so it was nice watching this back. And, and I also, I love the U2. It was this, this, I mean, this episode introduced me to that song, like In the Name of Love by U2. Uh, <laughs> really shocked when I watched back there is some like pretty hardcore swearing in this episode, which I, I, I literally rewound. I was like, that, they, they didn't just say that in The Simpsons.
3: Is it Bono saying wanker? Yeah, and Burns says it again at the end. Yeah, it's because it it's not an offensive word in the US.
5: As for this song, this is one that <clears throat> I would say, I don't want to be a downer. I think it's, it's, not the, it's not the most hilarious of The Simpsons. It doesn't like The actual lines are not kind of um, like laugh out loud, but it's, it's really well put together. And compared to the original one, they make it into this whole number the way yeah. that it ends up with the big parade and he's there stomping along on this big float and they really they really take this little you know cute little uh number from an old film and they <laughs> they go to town on it don't they yeah um it's it's, right. it's really nicely put together by um by is it clauser you said
3: yeah alf clausen alf yeah but one of the things that we we all we should be doing with each track and and we kind of haven't is what's the purpose of the song in the episode and it's It's literally just to tell you what's going on in a very short space of time. It's like a montage, really.
5: Yeah, and this one, of course, gets across how completely over his, you know, full of himself and out of his depth Homer's got by becoming sanitation commissioner and thinking that he's turned into, you know, the king of the town. (laughs) It's just,
4: it's such a feel-good song, even though it's spouting lies and it's all fantastical and, you know, overproduced and ridiculous. It is just a feel-good song. Yeah, it's the kind of song Trump would have. <laughs> oh God, Christ, let's not bring him onto the podcast. Um, it's it, it's one of those. Uh, it, it's one from the list that I definitely enjoy more. Um, like it, it's probably up there with my top ones on this list, just because it is so feel-good, and I enjoy musicals. And this is going to sound really soppy, where everyone comes together and sings along, and everything's happy and wonderful. It just has, I don't know, just that nice kind of feeling where everyone bands together and sings.
3: But at the same time, you love it when Homer just walks away instead of doing a musical.
4: Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm a man of many <laughs> wants and it's ticking all the boxes.
2: For me, I always quite enjoyed the Willy Wonka um, film, so I, the, the nostalgia kicked in with this one.
6: Yeah. Just
2: to imagine, I used to imagine, you know, the the guy at the sweet shop, he'd like whiz around on that ladder all around the shop. Yeah. And at the age of watching it, you've seen all these sweets in the shop and you think, Oh god, that is
5: heaven. Yeah, Shout out to Chief Wiggum as well. I should say Chief Wiggum, uh I don't know how much singing he does in Simpson episodes, but his his bit's funny and just the way he sings as well, he's got that horrible nasally voice. But um yeah, yeah. it is quite funny watching him get scrubbed up for the big policeman's ball.
3: <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I would I would say is it's worth tracking down the original demo for the song. Um it was included on one of the soundtracks because it's a, a nice recording but it also includes a deleted verse where Millhouse sings which is about the garbage men getting his parents back together
0: The sanitation folks are jolly friendly blokes Courteous and easy going They mop up when you're overflowing And tell you when your arse is showing Who
6: can take my daddy Mommy, too, make him get along like moms and
1: dads are supposed to do. The Garbage Man, I hope the Garbage Man can.
0: The Garbage Man can't, but he's got a giant stack of horror comics for you.
1: The Garbage Man!
4: The world for you. I'll admit, I can see why that verse was cut because I didn't really enjoy it and it did seem to put like a bit of a slow <laughs> dent a in the song.
5: Um, it's a downer. It's not yeah. yeah. Like every everyone's having a good time and everything's all silly, and then there's a reference to a, a kid who's sad because his parents are divorced. <laughs> I, I think I think that's yeah. I think that's a, a pretty clear-cut yeah. case of you know n- nice idea, but you know even even the cleverest even have don't have everything work. You know.
4: <laughs> and also, I just thought, like one of my favorite lines in that entire song is just when Bart and Lisa come in and just say, "Cause he's the Simpson, man." I don't know. It's just a nice little line. I don't know. It sounds cute.
3: No, really, that's my least favourite line. <laughs>
4: um, okay, well, there you go. We'll fight about it, Slash. It
3: sounds like they're just... <laughs> I, I feel like the man after Simpson is just because they, they need something to rhyme with <laughs> can, and I don't know.
5: I'm gonna, I, I, misre- I misremembered the line. I thought the line was, Homer Simpson is the man. Dare I say I've actually made the line better but homosexual <laughs> is the man I, that's what I thought the <laughs> line was actually when I, before I listened back to it
3: anyway uh, moving on to the next one the next song is where Ronan and I really come into our own I was wondering if you could sing the entire score of
1: the
7: HMS Pinafore
3: very well Bart I shall send you to heaven
1: before I send you to hell and a two and a three and we sail
0: the ocean blue and a saucy ships of beauty we are sober men and true, and attentive to our duty. I'm a poor
1: little buttercup, poor little buttercup, though
6: I could never tell why.
0: What never? No, never. What never? Hardly I ever. ever say sea. For he himself has said it. And it's clearly to his credit that he
1: is an Englishman.
0: idea of doing all the Gilbert and Sullivan songs was, I know, something Sam uh, put in. Kelsey has such a beautiful voice that, you know, we just all thought it would be great if he could, you know, sing in this episode. And the the, the part where he sings the, from HMS Pinafore is just really beautiful in and of its own. Was it in the original
3: script? No. No.
5: I love how Dare I wasn't... say we have arrived to that point <laughs> in the podcast, which where I, uh, I like, earn my place on the show. Go on, Lauren.
3: <laughs> give us some, some Pinafore.
5: For oh, he himself has said it, and it's greatly to his credit that he is an English man. For oh,
0: he is an English
6: man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo.
4: So, Bravo.
6: <laughs> so
3: the gag is... Um, the purpose of the song is Bart needs to buy some time. So, a, you know, a two-hour opera seems ideal. Um, and presented here in montage form uh, is HMS Pinafore, which is a Gilbert and Sullivan opera from 1878, which is really does predate the show by over 100 years. Uh, me and Ronan are, of course, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan aficionados. Uh, and we've seen HMS Pinafore before, uh, as well as many other... Gilbert and Sullivan uh, operas.
5: Yeah, no, that it's something that has brought us together, hasn't it? Over the uh, over the years, it started with um, at school where we uh, put on a Gilbert and Sullivan show. It wasn't it wasn't pinafore, but since then, whenever uh, we have either of us have spotted somewhere doing one. Uh, we have got in touch and said, "Oh, we need to go to this theatre because they're doing patience, or they're doing Iolanthi, or whatever." So, no, it's it's really it's really good stuff. Interestingly, um, Pinafore—I don't know if you agree, Sash. I mean, we watched it, and uh, I think I, I think I would definitely say that the Simpsons chose wisely because I I reckon actually these are probably the uh, the only good songs in that one. I wasn't so hot on the whole show, but the, but the songs, but the but these ones are all stand out. They're, they're all great songs.
3: I have a copy of the entire opera, and I I I like other bits of it as well. But it's okay. it's the most bombastic one, you know, um, outwardly easy to listen to. Uh, Sean, Alex, you familiar with the opera?
2: I, I know these songs from my nana playing it around the house while cleaning. Yeah. She I don't know if she's ever gone, but she loves these and she'll uh, she'll give it her best while she's doing the dusting and
5: that.
3: Well, that's how Gilbert and Sullivan intended it to be heard. So,
5: if there's listeners who aren't familiar with them, I mean, these are um, a huge inspiration, not just on. Simpsons. I mean, they're also used. I mean, you could definitely look upon YouTube. You know, Family Guy montages. They've come up several times in that show as well. The theaters they performed in were kind of standing alongside your high opera, but they had like really rich, like funny, high-quality satire. And it's and it and and so it's, it, yeah, it's influenced loads of comedy ever since. So these songs pop up um, here, there, and everywhere. They're also out of copyright, so people are now able to. Uh, I think that's another thing that gets them onto these programs because, you know, Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants with them, so he changes. I mean, Maybe the best one is like Stewie's I've Got a Little List, you know, the people who like Simpsons back in 1994 and refuse to admit it's not funny anymore. Do you remember that line? That, no, that's, no, don't remember that. Okay. Well, that's taken out of a – that's that's from Family Guy, but that, that's just a, been copied out of Gilbert and Sullivan. So, yeah, they're kind of great-grandfathers. Of, um, of a lot of kind of comedy and satire today. And it was lovely that this episode is pretty indulgent. You know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not just a little uh, throwaway gag, you know, <laughs> they managed to squash four, you could tell they wanted to get as much out of Kelsey Grammar as they could. They got four numbers squeezed into this little joke.
3: What I've done is, for those of you who don't know the opera, um, I've actually taken my copy of the Doily Cart performance that I have, and I've put it into a montage form that's a little more familiar, so.
4: Just from a I don't know, musical perspective The, the Simpsons well, At least when Kelsey Grammer sings it Puts the uh, emphasis on um, The lish part of English Rather than the men uh, Part which it actually is In the recording you just showed us
3: Yeah well it could have been interpreted differently um, I mean it's over 100 years old So there were no recordings When it was originally done obviously So it could be interpreted anyway um, The original music
5: When I heard it like done live yeah, his his kind of big high note, his leesh man is is not in the original. Also, the the English man, as I you may you may correct me, I, it's not the finale of the show. It's just kind of you know a, a number in the second act. They've played around a little with her and and done what they wanted, but but it works. But that that kind of dropping of the Union Jack and um, and and kind of the you know standing for the ovation, it all it all works well, doesn't it? In the uh, in the episode
3: on the commentary track, they're saying they were just going wilder and wilder every time. And they didn't really think there was going to be a Union Jack or bar eating popcorn because they were usually <laughs> ridiculous ideas they'd end up writing out. But they didn't. I think one of the major inspirations uh, for this whole song bit uh, must have been the fact Kelsey Grammer plays both sideshow Bob and also Frazier, and really? and as we all know,
5: really, <laughs> fuck
6: up. <laughs> oh,
3: God. and as we all know the show has acknowledged the connection a lot so Frasier is a character who adores opera particularly Gilbert and Sullivan operas and he can be heard singing them on his show too but it's also a weird one because the show Frasier itself um, only debuted a month before this episode and um, the Frasier we're familiar with on Cheers wasn't seen to be hugely into opera as he would be in his spin-off so, I actually like to think that Frasier ended up borrowing off Sideshow Bob somewhat.
6: A lot of people
3: sound like Sideshow Bob.
6: Like Frazier on
3: Cheers.
0: Or Frazier on Frazier. I know the kings of England and I quote the fights historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. <laughs> I'm very well acquainted too with matters mathematical.
1: I understand equations, both the simple and quadratical. We oh, little mates from school are we. <laughs>
6: <laughs> You're just a school girl, well, maybe. Build it to the
4: room with girlish glee. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I am fangirling so hard, sorry.
3: <laughs> Conclusive proof that Kelsey Grammer can sing more Gilbert and Sullivan.
4: Oh, uh, like I'm sorry, you two have had your moment. Fraser is where I shine. Oh my god, yes, yes. I was gonna say, like, I love the reference earlier yeah. to Three Little Maids from School because I know there's the scene within Fraser that you just played as well. Uh, where he sings it over the phone. Oh my god! It just—I I, love—I yeah. love Kelsey Grammer so much. I love Fraser. Yeah, I, I can see the influence there, and I kind of hope that did have some kind of influence.
3: <laughs> what more can you say? He's just—he's a very good actor, and he's a very good singer. Oh yeah.
4: yeah. Well, this, he is a horrible person. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. In real life, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: He's a Republican Trump lover.
4: Yeah, he is a wonderful actor and a wonderful singer. Um, So yeah, any any opportunity where he is on The Simpsons, I usually love those episodes, especially uh, the one where David Hyde Pierce comes in to play Cecil. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, because it's like a Frasier crossover, isn't it?
5: Yeah, if this guy's got one, you know, kind of enduring characteristic, it's stickability. I mean, as I I'm not a Cheers expert, but I gather he came in as like a romantic little you know antagonist for like yeah. a couple of episodes right. and then never left for like decades and got his own spin-off show. I mean, I'm sure they all love him the fact that he <laughs> he ended up becoming the most popular person in the whole kind of universe. I can't remember the original episode with with Joe Bob in the Simpsons with him but uh he they're probably still churning them out once a year now, aren't they? Yeah, they still do them, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he sings in his so first good.
3: episode. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the one where Krusty get, gets busted.
5: In terms of me kind of going off topic and just, you know, uh, tipping my hat to a funny gag, there's a few in this one. Uh, I used to love when I was a kid when the the, the the episode kind of almost restarts with the Thompson's name. Yeah, that's When good. they're in Witness Protection, I used to love that. Um, I also liked it when... The, the police are coming into Moe's I don't know why they're going into Moe's but he thinks they're onto him and he suddenly rushes to the back and a bunch of pandas get like broken out <laughs> of boxes and get told to make a run for it because his racket's going to get exposed like um, Moe's another kind of good character for, for a good kind of uh, you know sight gag or a one liner so uh, yeah, this, yeah this is a strong episode isn't it definitely
3: it's one of my favourite episodes <laughs> Murney brings you one more round <laughs> 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 no better blues. So we're going to move on to the next track.
0: And a one, and a two, and a three. Ba boom, boom, boom. Baby, I'm How I'm adored. That sign on my car's window pane. Bounce in my stairs. i'm driving in the I'd like to thank you on behalf of the group, and I hope we pass the audition.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't get it. Thanks Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we pass the audition.
3: So yeah, that was a song written by Jeff Martin, who was one of The Simpsons writers and actually he's he's just recently returned to the show um penning a few new episodes and in the story of the show uh, obviously this is homer like was it like 8 years ago when he started a, a barbershop quartet and became world famous and he wrote that song in the show
5: this is it, one i would say this is one of all the episodes we saw where music is uh, is is kind of properly central to the episode they're not uh, it's it's not just you know you're not kind of combing through to find the one minute of song there's several there's the coney island baby which could just as easily have been chosen um so there's lots of different uh, songs in this and it tr- so it really tries it tries to um you know get you know uh, really immersed into the kind of uh, barbershop sound doesn't it and that kind of I suppose it's a kind of late 40s, early 50s kind of era. And so it's, yeah, it's really central to the episodes. And it's and I think those episodes that have a, have a feeling and an atmosphere of their own, it's definitely helps to be, make it even more memorable. It's good.
3: I think Alex likes George Harrison's appearance. Oh, very much. Yeah.
2: But also, the brownies look good. Um, <laughs> the other thing, listening to it back as well, was what Raynan had said earlier about the idea of them having heart. You know, it's a song that was, at the end of the day, like, inspired by domestic life. It's just Maggie's, or Lisa's. Bart. Which one was I think, it? I don't
3: know. It was Bart or Lisa, wasn't it? Because
2: Yeah, on the, the sign, you know, for the baby. Yeah. That sort of picked it off, and it, you know, it reminded me of, you know, post-Beatles, Beatles work.
3: I actually spoke to Jeff Martin, who wrote the episode and the song. He told me that he sent it to the Dapper Dans, who are the Disneyland barbershop quartet, and they arranged the harmonies, which is what really brought it to life. So it's actually a mix of the actors' voices and this real barbershop quartet. Although this is from an episode which is a complete parody of the Beatles, it's not like Beatles music, but it is definitely kind of like an earworm, isn't it?
5: Yes, well, this was something that crept in more and more as it it goes along. Um... I mean, Barney takes the takes the lead, doesn't he? When he comes in, looking completely pretentious, with with his Yoko Ono, and of course the the, the finale of the episode. I mean, I'm not as well versed, but I've I've picked up things from uh, from certain friends over the years, so I got got most of the references. I like to think. <laughs> also, they they are auditioning for Chief Wiggum's replacement, and we get an excellent groundskeeper, Willie Doon Toon. Doon Toon, um, yes, which was good. And again, that that friend of Grandpa's just turns up and just kind of shuffles awkwardly a bit, and they kind of kick him off the stage. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's.
3: Uh... And you were saying earlier? <laughs> does Wigham get his own songs? No, because he was kicked out of a band. He was kicked out of the B Sharp's, wasn't he?
5: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. When I was
3: talking to Jeff about his work on The Simpsons, he also pointed me in the direction of a couple of his song demos, and one of them was Baby on Board. <laughs> It's like a lounge version isn't it i don't know it's it's um it's very
4: elevator music
3: yeah yeah
2: i was thinking it'd be stood in a lift looking awkwardly across i
3: could imagine the end
5: credits rolling to that
3: it's like 90s midi music he wrote he recorded that all himself next of course we move on to one of the best songs in existence
0: help the humans about to escape get your paws off me you dirty ape (gasps) he can talk he can talk, he can talk, he can talk, he can talk, talk, he, he, can can talk,
1: talk he, he can talk, can he can talk! T- I can sing! oh help me, Dr. Seuss! Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss! Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss! Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss! Oh, Dr. Seuss! Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss! What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. We're on a second
6: opinion!
1: You're also lazy. Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss! Dr.
0: Zeus, Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas Oh, Dr. Zayas Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can! Well, I couldn't before!
6: Dr.
1: Zayas, Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas Oh, Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas,
0: Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayus, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas Oh, Dr. Zayas
6: This play has everything
0: Oh, I love legitimate theater Every ape I see, from chimpan-a to chimpanzee, no, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally Dr. Zayas. Thank you. It's great to be back.
3: This song sort of sprang from a number of people. I didn't, I just came back in and it was done.
7: And I I was like, oh my God, this is genius. I think I was the one who originally said, rock me, Dr. Zayas. Yeah.
3: But then somebody (laughs) else had to say, make it this whole crazy song.
4: One of the absolute (laughs) finest. Um, and i will say this this song was probably the one that me and Alex were sat next to each other on the sofa and we were both kind of like singing along to it as it was like going on it's just so fun
5: it's so so good
3: <laughs> it's the one i remember most from being a kid and it's probably my favorite one
5: it, it absolutely tears planet of the apes apart though it is funny cuz i mean i mean i mean i uh, like probably most people my generation i i i i, I watched planet of the apes and it's it's a good testament to that i'm not a big sci-fi person but it's a good film but uh, but this song—I <laughs> mean, it's a—it's pretty irreverent. Like, it, it 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 obviously has all the like all the big twists of the film in it. And to be fair, like it, when you watch it, the characters do say Doctor Zeus quite a lot. They do keep referring to him by his full name. But my god, like they they milk that to like they—I mean, they obviously the entire <laughs> song is just people chanting Doctor Zeus.
3: I've never seen Planet of the Apes. You know, no, I haven't. It's so funny. You don't need to have seen Planet of the Apes to get no, it. No, you don't, yeah. Um, and, but here is a fun thing. Alf Clawson, who wrote the score for this bit, was a music copyist on the original Planet of the Apes movie.
5: Mm-hmm, wow. Wow. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I wouldn't read into that too much, to be honest. But that's
3: <laughs> no, just a nice bit of
4: bit. <laughs> for me, I feel like I had sort of an opposite experience of this to Ronan in the fact that, like, this for me is perfect because it perfectly encapsulates how bad Planet of the Apes is to me, the original, because when I was a kid, me and my dad used to sit and like, if it was ever on TV, because how else would you be watching films when, like in the 90s? <clears throat> um, when Planet of the Apes used to be on like a Sunday afternoon, like me and my dad would sit there and laugh at it because they had all these like weird plastic masks and it, it looks awful. I'm sure if I were to watch it now... It would be an enjoyable experience because it is kind of corny and tacky in some places. But I, I don't remember too much of the story. But for me, it kind of encapsulates all of that corniness and like just how ridiculous the premise is. I don't know what any of the new action films are about, but for me, it definitely like rounds off that goofiness yeah. that it instills on me.
5: I love the way this ends with "I love you, Doctor Zeus." <laughs> <laughs> uh...
4: I really missed Phil Hartman's characters. They were yeah, absolute genius, and I think he is definitely one of the things that I miss most. Uh, obviously, he can't help that. He's he's
3: great, isn't he? He's Lionel Hutz. he's Troy McClure.
4: They were two characters that I think were Simpsons trademarks. Like, you knew as soon as he popped up in an episode it was gonna be a good episode because his characters were off yeah. the wall ridiculous in every sense like Lana hutt sleazy lawyer troy McClure, sleazy uh actor slash whatever the hell else he is they were just amazing episodes
3: it was a sad end um listeners who might not know um phil hartman who voiced um troy McClure, was stabbed to death by his wife in 1999
5: weird to get your head around i, I didn't hear that until fairly recently i think but but i i echo exactly what sean said that. One of my favourite moments was, like, where, you know, if the TV flick's on and it was either I on Springfield or it was, <laughs> hi, I'm Troll McClure, you may remember me from you know you're going to laugh in the next 30 seconds.
3: Back to the song, though. There's quite a lot of, of stuff co- that covers how they made the song. Um, one of the writers, Bill Oakley, described it as a magic visit from the joke fairy because it's full of everything, 80s Austrian pop, old-school musical... Vaudeville style jokes and Planet of the Apes, and apparently it was just written in a couple of hours. And it's funny because they take it so seriously. There's actually a nice article about the making of this track on Vulture's website, and in it they're talking about how great Alf Clausen's translation of the writer's lyrics are into a finished piece of music. Um, they say, Matt Groening calls him our secret weapon. It's because if you go back and listen to the CDs, you'll hear how many styles of music he does, reggae, rock, jazz, didgeridoo, for goodness sakes. However, one of his great ballywicks is big band and show orchestra, jazz and stage orchestra, which fits right into the Broadway mould. When they gave him the directive to just do a big Broadway finisher, Alf can write this stuff standing on his head, sleeping, and it comes out great. So it's a bit of a shame they fired him, really, isn't it?
5: (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. I mean, this one really is a a one-off, isn't it? It it kind of comes completely... It's got nothing to do with the rest of the episode, really. I mean, the episode's something to do with like Selma getting married to Troy McClure, isn't it? But like, it stands on its own. It's you know a bit like the the Pinafore, maybe. Do
3: you know that the song is a parody as well?
5: No, I didn't know. No, are we gonna?
3: Yeah, we are gonna. Are we, gonna, the gonna,
4: hear, are
5: we gonna see a VT about it?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Roll tape. Roll
5: tape.
4: I am living. What is that from?
3: <laughs> That's a, it's a song called Rock Me Amadeus.
4: That is fantastic. I am loving that sim. that is That is incredible.
3: <laughs> it's an uh, Austrian song from the 80s. Love it. From the 80s, you say? That's a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've not heard that before? Not once, no.
5: Wow. No, that was new to me. it sounded familiar, but that was probably just the synth. You know, <laughs> it kind of sounds of its time, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. But I mean... Which one stood the test of time? Is it Rock Me Amadeus? I mean, Dr.
6: Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. I
3: love you, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> I love you, Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we move on? We shall.
0: You could close down Moe's or the Quickie Mart And nobody would care But the heart and soul of Springfield's inn Are maize on dairy.
6: Sauce on your steak, we're the cheese in your cake. We put the spring in Springfield, we're the lace on the nightgown, the point after touchdown. Yes, yes we, we put, put the spring, spring in, in Springfield, feel.
0: we're that little extra spice that makes existence extra nice.
6: A giddy little thrill at a reasonable price.
0: Our only major quarrels with your total lack of morals.
6: First, Gym's ain't so bad. They, they seem, seem to, to entertain, entertain your dad. The gin in your martini. The clams on your linguine. Yes, we keep the. In Springfield. We
0: remember our first visit. The service was exquisite. Why, Joseph,
6: I had no idea.
0: Come on, now you were working here. Without it, we'd have had no fun. Since March of 1961
6: would be twisted we just heard these places existed wear the highlights in your too.
0: the extra arms and be no.
6: so don't
3: I will say, my favorite line in the song is his first song line, which has a joke in it that nobody has ever really even commented on.
0: You could close down Moe's or the quickie mart, and nobody would care.
6: Nobody takes exception to that statement.
0: Moe
4: doesn't take exception <laughs> right. to that statement. Apu doesn't take exception yeah. to that statement. The the little cast commentary at the end, well, not cast commentary, like developer commentary, whatever, Um. I, I, you know, I never put thought into that. Is the fact that Mo and Apu are there, and he's just so candidly just being like, "Yeah, you can get rid of these guys, no, no, ban island."
3: It's a good song, isn't it? I mean, it's one of two Simpson songs that's won an Emmy. Oh wow! So that's how good it is. Um, one of two <laughs> Simpson songs. The other was "I'm Checking In," which is not on this list. <gasps>
4: Oh, of course, that is such a good song. Oh really, Damn I it. don't
3: I don't really care for it. It's all right, but I'm
6: checking in. Checking in, checking in. I'm checking
5: in, checking in No more pills or alcohol. No more pot or damage. I'm gonna drop the hammer and say, I think this might be my favourite Simpson.
6: Spring in Springfield.
5: Dark colours. It's got red, um, red walls. And it's got this purple carpet. Like I think I, I, I just it captures that uh, the whole like uh, style really well. But this one also <laughs> is dead funny. Like the the bit about Reverend Lovejoy's dad is just like very funny. Um, the bit when the naughty kids say, "We just heard this place." Yeah, existed. like a trio. Like, yeah, like, they are like laugh out loud moments in the song. And if you, and, and then as you're listening to it, you're thinking, "Oh, maybe this is maybe this is the best one. Maybe it's the best one." And then it ends with Barney just burping like really, really loud. And I'm like, yeah, this is like the perfect ending. Okay, that's it. Sealed. That's my favorite. So I think this is really, really good.
4: Love this one. I also like love the section where kind of like everyone's doing their own thing to like add to the song. So you got like Bumblebee Man like little boing, like antenna and all of that. And then he just cuts to Mo, who just has two dustbin lids and like it doesn't really have any impact. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is all Mo has. <laughs> like it's just one of those little moments. I love that. Um and also just the singular line is just our only our one and only quarrel is your total lack of morals. I just think that that's just a wonderful moral line. moral and
3: quarrel, yeah, <laughs> rhyming that is yeah. I, I, I like it's one of those songs where loads of people sing at the same time, but also everyone gets their individual bits, which is, is quite nice. It serves a purpose in the episode and that it, it, it's it's a song that convinces people to love this place instead of hate it.
5: It's also worth noting something that you do you do notice a bit when you go back to Simpsons that um you know the, the the gags which are just a poo, just saying something vaguely Indian or like yeah. something about like its culture, which doesn't it is it, completely throwaway. Which I don't know. I mean, I don't think we really need the extra arm in vision. I mean, it's, it's a it's a cheap it's a cheap gag at best, isn't it? That um, there's great humor in this episode just from like people. I mean, the number of people who just. I mean, you basically realize that the entire town just goes to this place.
3: The other thing that's that's interesting. I mean, this song's what about two and a half minutes long. And, and the episodes are about 22 minutes, so it uses quite a lot of air timer.
4: Like a tenth of the entire episode, which is quite large.
3: Uh, my favourite line is Why, Joseph, I had no idea. Come on now, you were working here.
5: <laughs> yeah, also good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway, should we move on?
0: Who controls the British crown? Who keeps
1: the metric system down? We do. Who keeps Atlantis off the maps? Who keeps the Martians under wraps? We do! We do! Who holds back the electric car? Who makes Steve Gutenberg
0: (laughs) a star? We do! We do! Who rubs a fish of their sight? Who rigs every Oscar night? We do!
3: I like that one
5: (laughs) Me too
4: It's short and
3: sweet really isn't it Um,
4: I just, I will love anything That kind of mocks the Illuminati Slash Scientology (laughs) And I feel like it does that very nicely
2: Well isn't it the Freemasons
3: Yeah I think it's it's kind of like The Masons This
2: episode ended up me and Sean having this big chat About the uh, Freemasons The other day, it's weird, they're like a secret society But everybody knows that they exist And they're quite open in reality
3: it's weird it's a secret
2: (laughs) shut
3: up would would you say this is like a march or an anthem
2: i was gonna say i don't know if i'm technically minded
5: enough to answer that it
3: is like a march isn't it but it's also their anthem it's the stonecutter song that's the name of the song it's i always call it we do but
5: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it, it reminds it reminded me a little bit of borat's kind of kazakh national anthem it does it, it has that it definitely has a kind yeah. of stomping a stomping, you know, evil like like, you know, empire in Star Wars kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um one thing that I like in this song and there's a few examples of this how the Simpsons are genius at in, at, at just like seamlessly combining jokes that are basically for children with jokes that are definitely for adults. So like mm-hmm. I mean when I was a kid I used to love the Martian joke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then the Steve Gutenberg joke. Like this time um, like or the electric car joke you know they like when you watch it as an older like audience mm. member you, you know you get different things and and i think there's, there's several songs we've looked at today that like have that same similar kind of um, skill to them that they you can enjoy it if you 're six or you can enjoy it if you 're sixty you know that's that's pretty impressive as well
3: it's universally appealing yeah yeah this is one of the songs that was nominated for an Emmy but it didn't win one. The, the purpose is it really just tells you that the stonecutters are responsible for so many evils in the world. And an interesting in what you said about Steve Gutenberg. A couple of years ago, a journalist asked Steve Gutenberg, had he seen it? And apparently he was just very flattered by it. So,
5: I think in those cases, you, it you it never comes off. You never come off well if you try and come at um like satirists. I mean, um, you know, like like Trey Parker and Matt Stone say like Sean Penn's like the only guy to come after them. And try and have a go and, and and you don't win support do you no um, you don't
3: should we move on whether igloo hot
0: or dintub, or a geodesic dome there's no structure i have been to which i'd rather call my home When I first arrived, you were all such jerks, but now I've come to love your quirks. Maggie with her eyes so bright. Marge with hair by Frank Lloyd Wright. Lisa can philosophize. Parts adept at spinning lies. Homer's a delightful fella. Sorry about the salmonella. (laughs) that's okay. Who needs the quickie mart? Now here's the tricky part. Oh, won't you rhyme with me? Who needs the quickie mart? Their floors are sticky mart. They made that sticky mart. Let's hurl a brickie mart! The quickie mart is real dope. Who needs the quickie mart? Not me. Forget the quickie mart! Goodbye to quickie mart!
6: Who needs the quickie
2: mart? Not me. Is this a cover or a parody of something? Cause when I heard it the other day. I like I had on the tip of my tongue about it being something
3: else. I couldn't I find can't place it. I couldn't find any source that that would suggest it was um no. not completely original. Um I think it was just written. Um I mean the purpose it serves is that it tells you that he's moved on even though that turns out to be a big lie. So what's the purpose of the song really?
2: Denial? <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> I can know. We can all level with that, can't we? I uh, love a cheery song about denial
3: <laughs> This is the happiest song about denial
4: The one thing that the audio clip was missing was Grandpa's involvement
3: <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I'd rather call my home Hello! Ah! It was another Emmy-nominated song And it was sung by Apu. So um, I'm frankly amazed that anybody got the phrase Geodesic dome in a song and my favorite moment is that like homer's struggling to get into the song
5: (laughs) my favorite part when i was a kid was when two minutes later you know he appears on the uh chimney and says i do that (laughs) that, that's, that's very funny um yeah but um no yeah it is yeah it's a catchy song Hank
4: Azaria is just a wonderful actor So anything that he's
5: involved with I'm I'm kind of alright with that
3: Pro tip, go on YouTube, type in Who Needs a Quickie Mart live at the Hollywood Bowl And you'll see him dressed as a poo and, And he sings Who Needs a Quickie Mart live Should we move on to the next one?
1: Some men hunt for sport Others hunt for food The only thing I'm hunting for Is an outfit that looks good My vest, see my vest, made from real gorilla chest Feel this sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter See this hat, twas my cat, my evening wear vampire bat These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino Grizzly bear underwear, turtle's necks I've got my share Parade of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest Try my red robin suit, it comes one breast or two See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. Like my loafers, former gophers It was that who skin my chauffeurs, but a greyhound for tuxedo would be best. So let's prepare these dogs. You two for matching dogs. See my vest, see my vest. Oh please, won't you see my? I really like the vest. I gathered yeah. <gasps> He's going to make a tuxedo out of our puppies. Na-na-na, na-na-na,
3: na-na-na. All alright Sorry. You got to admit it's catchy.
7: My memory of this song is that Mike came in with it, uh, I think, completely finished, pretty much, wasn't it? Just, I mean, just about. There was a couple other lyrics out, but yeah. Yeah, this Yeah. Was it, Mike really wrote this song, and and I loved it from the beginning. I mean, I, he did a great job. and. I was just listening to it again yesterday and I was thinking the the rhymes are really clever. They're really, it's one of our, it's one of our very best songs, I think. One of the things I love about The Simpsons is that we can do a show that just has one song in it, you know, and we we don't go completely musical all the time. We'll just do one song and that's plenty. And then we, we have fun with that and then we're out.
3: Almost everyone picked this song. Um, thoughts?
4: Um... (laughs) <laughs> although first off a little uh something to admit me and alex uh, forgot to watch this episode but i think that's on my back because i watched it the other night myself <laughs> um mm-hmm. and thought that we had watched it together when in actual fact i just watched it myself very this is honestly one of my favorite songs um from this list um i, I think you kind of need the visual gags to go along with it but i just love watching mr burns be an absolute goof well
3: it's because you do just... picture it in your head when you listen to it don't you
4: oh yeah because i must have like listening to that i was just visualizing the entire thing in the head like him impersonating like a vampire and like brushing off like his uh like ladybird stuff and then like his poodle slippers and stuff like that <laughs> His hat that's a cat and
5: all turtleneck, that and stuff Don't forget the turtleneck
4: <laughs> uh, It's such a visual song Because you, I think especially If you've seen the episode, you can just Visualise it as soon as this song comes on But the
3: question is, has has Alex seen it before?
2: No, I don't think so Oh
3: no,
4: oh it's so good I'm very sorry Alex <laughs> It's.
2: Uh, I'm going to be very upset with you <laughs> Great, so I
5: said. We dropped the ball. Drop the ball with this one. <laughs> so
3: the purpose of the song is that Mr. B- it just establishes that Mr. Burns is going to take these puppies. Burns and- is
5: Corella Deville.
3: Yeah, he's he's yeah. It's it's the episode is a parody of 101 Dalmatians. I think it's called Two Two Dozen and One Greyhounds. Mm-hmm. And the song itself is a parody of Be Our Guest, which is from Beauty yeah. and the Beast, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen because I don't. I, no. It's big on the Disney.
5: In a serendipitous twist, uh, watching these Simpsons required me to get a seven-day Disney Plus trial, and I watched Beauty and the Beast uh, about four or five days ago. Is this extra uh, research? (laughs) uh, Let's go with that. But um, no. But I mean, I should say it's a quality. As it is really, I really admired it. I thought it was, you know, I haven't, I haven't kind of seen all of these kind of like Disney back catalogue. It was, it was a really nicely done film, but um yeah that's where it that's where it came from this is you know, a really cleverly written song in terms of the lyrics isn't it you know um because they, because they kind of come thick and fast at you and they're like they're really you don't feel like they're kind of clunky rhymes you feel like they all like fit really nicely together
3: yeah like loafers former gophers brilliant yeah
5: yeah, so it's uh, so it is an impressive one, and any any chance to have more Burns screen time is always welcome. With What's
3: great about him is is something really amusing about such an evil old man suddenly having this energy to sing this really upbeat happy song and dance number, which which he could be the nicest person ever while singing that. Apart from it, it's about him. Wearing fur.
1: We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in perfect taste that you can Come on and lift your glass, you've won your own free pass to be our guest. If you're stressed, it's fine dining, we suggest. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Be our guest.
3: I like it, but I don't think the rhymes are as clever.
4: Be Our Guest is kind of just a good song. Like, it's just the way it sounds. It's just just a good song. It's not meant to be clever like The Simpsons version is meant to be.
3: Yeah. It's another one. You don't need to know the original song to find it funny. No. Anyway, we're going to move on to our final song, which absolutely everybody picked in their top Uh five. So let's listen. What's it called?
6: Monorail.
1: That's right, monorail. Monorail, monorail, monorail.
7: monorail. monorail. I hear those things are monorail. awfully loud. It
0: flies as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us brain and slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No good, sir, I'm on
1: the level.
7: The rain came off my pudding can.
0: Take my penknife, my good man. I
1: swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice.
7: Monorail! What's
1: it called? Monorail! Once again!
6: Monorail! But Main Street's still all cracked and broken. Sorry, Mom. The
1: mob has spoken. Monorail!
4: Monorail! 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 Mono, don't! I, I would argue possibly the most iconic Simpsons song, the one that I feel like even if you're not a fan of The Simpsons particularly, you would remember Monorail. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those songs that's so simple and catchy, and it's only, what is it, like 40 seconds long or something like that? It's it's a tiny, tiny song, and it's not that yeah. complex, but it's just so memorable, and all they do is just shriek Monorail mostly.
5: I'm staying eerily quiet on this one because I'm, I, I don't know, this... The greatest song in The Simpsons, the most popular song. Like I, um, I, I almost feel like we've all been we've all been slightly hoodwinked by by the monorail guy into it and we've been sold that this is the <laughs> best song in The Simpsons. I mean, uh, it has funny rhymes and it does its job really well and like and it and it does. Yeah, so this this guy, a really sleazy kind of salesman who swings in and is a complete fraudster,
6: played
3: by Phil Hartman by the way who who was also Troy I That's
5: my only issue is I mean as as Sean says it it's it, it's a trifle it's a tiny little number um in, in the it it's basically it it's just a few rhymes and they all sing monorail and then it's and then we move on there are, but but yeah it, it it does do its job well. Um, I, th- I think
3: the word monorail but- sung is a good hook. Where else do you hear that word like you don't
4: Because mono means one, and rail means rail. (laughs) That concludes your two weeks (laughs) intensive training.
5: (laughs) It sticks in your head, doesn't
3: it? I didn't realise until maybe a few years ago that Conan O'Brien wrote for The Simpsons. I was under the impression, because Conan O'Brien wrote this episode, that he and Alf Clausen probably wrote the song. But that's not the case. Um, So when I was speaking to Jeff Martin... Uh, He sent me a demo of this song. He told me that Conan wrote the words and that Jeff wrote the tune. He also said to me that he wrote a bunch of songs when he was there, seasons two to five, sometimes both words and music, sometimes just the music after a a big gang write on the lyrics. So Jeff sent me his original demo, which I think is definitely worth listening to. He's singing and playing everything. (laughs)
0: I hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Little there the chance the traffic be Not in your life, my new friend. What about a smothered slob? Money given, Christian jobs. What have you seen here by the devil? No good, sir, I'm
4: Controversial would say I really didn't enjoy that.
3: Well, it's not supposed to be for public sort of yeah. listening, though, is it? It's it was a demonstration to show, you know, the other writers and people in the show what it could sound like.
4: Yeah, I get that. To be honest, yeah, and obviously it's a demo, so at the end of the day it's always subject to change, and obviously it did change. So it, it definitely changed for the better, but I, I'm glad that they made the change that they did.
3: <laughs> it was released over 25 years later, the demo, and And that's not an official release either, I was sent it, so that's pretty nice. It's historical, that's the reason. Do you know the the background of the song then?
5: Oh, I've got an inkling.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I spoke to Ronan briefly about this the other day. Um, So the song was a homage to a film called The Music Man, which was released in 1962. And I'm not really familiar with the musical myself, but I had to listen to a few songs on YouTube and I heard this track called You Got Trouble. And to me it's very clearly the inspiration for the monorail song.
1: Right here in River City
3: When the capital T and that rhymes <laughs> with P and that stands for
1: Pool. We've surely got trouble. Right here in River City. Gotta figure out a way to keep the young ones moral after school. Manneria,
6: manaria,
3: manneria. There you go, that's that's very clearly the inspiration, I think. I edited the monorail bit in at the end, by the way. That wasn't part of the original track.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do. Yeah, and and in the uh, if you look at that scene, uh, if it's the scene that you sent me, it was that you know you had a guy uh, cajoling a whole like street full of people into the same outfit. Yeah, d- yeah. yeah, dressed in the same kind of outfit with that hat and.
3: I'm I'm surprised I've not heard that before. That this was a parody, basically, of The Music Man.
5: And but then there's lots of parody going on in that episode. You've also got Leonard, looks like Leonard Nimoy, is it? Yeah, is it Leonard Nimoy is in it. Nimoy, yeah.
3: I think I'll always like Monorail because it, it's funny. You know, there's a good episode. Um, Bussell had a good description of the song. They said uh, it acted as a commentary on corruption in political infrastructure, but mm-hmm. it filled the viewer with pure dumb joy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very relevant.
5: It's kind of difficult to kind of generate loads of. Um, loads of like different. Disc- I mean, I don't know if you can kind of take it apart and deconstruct it and say, no. um, just like nicely done. And I think, yeah, I think you're on the right lines with that idea of it. Just the, yeah, I mean, th- this guy gets in all their heads in the space of thirty seconds and convinces them all to squander their money. Yeah, it's and like a the cult. song, and, yeah, and that's what the song. The-, the song just it shouts monorail and it keeps you in your head for the ne- you know, for the next twenty four hours after watching it.
3: <laughs> right. So, I think that wraps it up. That is the most popular Simpsons song. Um, so a bit of analysis. I think my favourite songs will always be Dr. Zeus and Monorail and I don't know if it's coincidence that they're both performed by the same actor, even though they're playing different characters. What What do you all think? Uh, uh, have we also got any honourable mentions for Simpsons songs?
5: Football in the groin, football in the groin. That's not um... a song. <laughs> Well, I I beg to differ. uh, (laughs) I've thrown my I've thrown my uh, name in the hat, haven't I? So yeah, well, let's hear the others.
4: See now, my head is just awash with references that have nothing to do with songs. Um, (laughs) I think out of this list, Doctor Zayas is probably the most enjoyable. um, But I'll always have a special place in my heart for what do I think of the pie?
3: Oh, Alex,
2: for me, it's toss up between Baby on Board and Jasmine. I always really like the bleeding gums and Lisa um, storyline, yeah. and that that like lovely moment where like he appears in the sky and all that stuff. It just ties it all up really nicely for me.
3: I would dearly love to do, you know, more of these. Not right now, I'm, I'm tired, but <laughs> but are there any songs you wish had made the list? Because I've got maybe about 10 that I wish were on there. Gosh, 10. But, but which I didn't wish enough to have not voted them in myself.
4: I was annoyed with my list when I handed it over to you because as soon as you kind of announced the results, I was annoyed that I didn't put down Spring in Springfield because that is one of my favourite and I just forgot about it because there are so many classic Simpson songs from the golden era.
3: Would you have substituted what do I think of the pie for Spring in Springfield?
4: <laughs> well, I could have oh, done that. I, <laughs> I feel like just for comedic value, it was great time in the podcast, so I'm yeah. gonna say no.
3: <laughs> Can I give you like my brief songs I think should have been in there?
5: Yeah, yeah. come on, bring out the list. Okay. Come on. Right. We know it we know it's there on the desk.
3: Right, it is. Right. <laughs> talking softball. Well Mr.
7: Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while.
4: Oh, yes. Oh, that—that's that, that, a good one. Although, to be honest, I wouldn't put it up there.
3: No, but it's—it's it's so good. Like, um, also, can I borrow a feeling?
6: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> can I borrow a feeling?
3: Oh shit, Sean's really going for it um, Oh yeah, I, mean,
6: I can hear him through the wall
3: um, What I else just... we got? Lisa, it's your birthday
6: Lisa,
1: it's your birthday God bless you this day You gave me the gift of a little sister And I'm proud of you
6: today Oh yeah, that's cute
3: um, oh, that's In the Garden of Eden In
6: the Garden of Eden, honey Don't you know that I'm all
5: 't you know <laughs> yeah, yeah great great one yeah that that would I, I mean I if I had uh, yeah that, that would definitely been in my list like um would buy Iron butterfly that's, uh, <laughs> and I used to love the image of the organist like passing out on the organ at the end that was that was good stuff yeah
3: Luke be a jedi tonight <laughs> yeah oh, yes Luke
1: be a jedi tonight just be a Jedi tonight Do it for Yoda while we serve our
7: guests a soda uh, And do it for Chewie and the Ewoks And all the other puppets you can be a Jedi tonight Cletus
3: the slack-jawed yokel theme Classic
2: Of course Some vocal
0: never is good But then again some vocal Like Cletus the slack-jawed
3: yokel I remember I showed Ronan that he'd never seen it
5: Some of these things did pass me by I guess You'd
3: never seen steamed hams till I showed you
5: No And now I've seen it about 80 times
3: (laughs) Um what else Send in the clowns
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah great choice Yeah 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 Send in
3: The
0: clowns Those daffy Laffy clowns Send in those soulful and doleful schmaltz by the bowlful, clowns.
5: Yeah, Krusty's another character that like um, I think that, and it seems that they're still milking. I just, just, just for like uh, curiosity, I just skipped right down to season thirty, and I just picked, a, plumped on a random episode from the last season, and, uh, and it was it was called Krusty the Clown. This episode. Um, That's an original Yeah, title. so he, he, he's exciting. still um, He's still like knocking around And then, you know um, I think that But they just do They kind of re Probably rehash the same kind of um, Kind of storyline with him Like being down on his luck And needing a comeback But yeah Sending the clowns is excellent
3: uh, I think I've got one One or two more songs on my list That I, I wish had been in there um, Homer singing the Flintstones theme
0: Simpson Homer Simpson He's the greatest guy in history from the town of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. Ah!
5: Was that was that in an episode?
3: It's in the monorail episode.
5: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's
4: literally just the opening <laughs> segment, isn't it?
5: <laughs> yeah, but it, well, yeah. Uh, well, another, another song. I mean, I, meant, I briefly mentioned this, but one that I kind of think think of fondly is um, is that that image of. I mean, basically the, the whole the whole U two cameo. I mean, I don't know if you can call it a Simpsons song, but you know, Bono. But Bono's really kind of uh, taking the mick out of himself—the whole like sanctimonious, you know, savior of the world thing. Because he goes, he's talking about waste management, and that affects <laughs> the whole damn planet, you know. And 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 all the band members are like, oh no, God, we've got to we've got to listen to this guy. Um, and but then the image—the image of Homer being battered to, backstage yeah, while everyone is love. singing along to "In the Name of Love." <laughs> Um, also, there's a line that I I always like. I don't know if, I don't know why I say it, but I I say, "Sodom, Sodom, you're ruining it for everyone." Like quite often, <laughs> I say that. Like, I, w- w- there's very little like actual circumstance required for me to pull out that line. I love that, From Otto Man. I have
3: one more honourable mention that I I don't know whether it could be included. Uh, it's "Hello, mother, hello, father." Of course (laughs) Can that, is that, that, because that's not an original Simpsons recording, is it? But it's used Mm. to great comic effect
4: Yeah, I I would like to give that an honourable mention I don't think that can rank in this list, but it definitely gets an honourable mention Yeah,
3: okay, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, an honourable mention, isn't it? Hello, mother Hello, father Here I am at Camp (laughs) Granada Any others? Has anyone got anything
4: else they'd like to say? Honestly, I've just got Can I Borrow a Feeling stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> just
5: take my hand with your glove of love.
4: <laughs> Some people
5: might say Spider Pig, but uh, they wouldn't be welcome on the podcast, would they, really?
3: Do you remember, like, maybe, oh, was it about 2007 that film came out? And, and for ages, people would just be, like, singing Spider Pig. Like, it was the funniest thing ever.
5: Yeah.
4: And
3: it if was... Anything,
4: like Spider Pig is one of the least funny things from that film. I really like that film. I think it's a great film, but that gag is boring and it was funny like the first time you hear it, and then yeah. because everyone else around you is just singing it all the time. It's like you've just substituted man with pig. It's not you funny. If it was written for the trailer <laughs> almost like I think it was, genuinely, just because that was what they were using to like promote that film so hard was like here's bits of the story, burn, 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 and it would always end on Homer just being like, Spider Pig, Spider Pig, and it's like, yeah, this isn't funny.
5: <laughs> yeah, this 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 film, this film that was like in production for like, or in pre-production for like, decades. Apparently, it had like over a hundred draft scripts, and uh, cool. and the, but they plumbed on the way to promote it was Spider Pig. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not. It doesn't get talked about hugely, but it it was it was a successful film, wasn't it? It got pretty good reviews, and didn't it didn't it do alright? It did. It was massive. Um, yeah, and I'm fairly certain
4: it, it, like, it's still like highly acclaimed today. Um, and they're getting a second one, aren't they now?
5: Yeah. Well, I was wondering, yeah, why why not a sequel? I mean, um, yeah, if they ever do think of wrapping up this this thing, then maybe that could be a way to send it off. Um, but maybe they're not. I don't know.
3: <laughs> that uh, Disney are not going to wrap up the Simpsons, are they? I mean, they know the formula for. <sighs> you know, if but it's, know. it's I mean, making I, money
5: still. how, so. how, do, how does it? How does it do in terms of ratings in terms of people watching it?
4: It still gets like millions, doesn't it like not as many as the golden years, but it still does pretty well. I imagine
3: I've just looked at the st- stats Season one of the Simpsons averaged at twenty seven point eight million viewers uh season twenty seven averaged at four million viewers wow, okay, that's quite a drop, yeah,
5: <laughs> but different eras you know back in those days. Fewer channels, like, fewer things to do No streaming, so you've got to give it a mm-hmm. bit of n- Nothing on TV will get um, Will get, like, that many viewers Now
3: True. What we said about Disney having The Simpsons Is we, we thought they'd do more spin-offs and stuff And And it was right, they released A spin-off a few weeks ago, didn't they?
6: Something oh, the Maggie it.
3: Thing.
2: it looks awful
3: It's it's apparently got very good ratings so. Anyway, I think I think we should wrap the podcast up because we've we've been going for a long time now, um, and I'm very tired. And I think we've explored some of some of the best songs that the show has to offer. Some random snippets like sunrise, sunset. What do I think of the pie? And and <laughs> we can conclude that the music is like quite an important part of the show, or at least it was. For the first decade or so. Um, and it would certainly be a poorer place without it. The fact that some of these songs, you know, get stuck in our heads and we can sing the entire lyrics to them. And and it's actually, you know, it might have been the first time, for example, I heard Gilbert and Sullivan, um, even if I didn't realise it. And, and it's the reason I know songs. I think it's the reason I know Jazzman as well. So it's amazing how it can enrich you culturally as
4: well.
5: It, it has some subsequently been done in other, in other um, areas, hasn't it? You've had, you know, Buffy had a singing episode. Family Guy like, like does it all the time. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's I mean, I'm not sure if, 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 if cartoons or other shows were, were kind of throwing in the, those ideas as much. But yeah, Simpsons does it and, and, and kind of set the bar pretty high, didn't they? Yeah, and I've really enjoyed being visiting. I'm really glad just to say I've really enjoyed being invited on the podcast. Um, Thanks very much for for having having me and uh, I enjoyed the whole experience of watching these uh, episodes again and and then chatting with you guys. So thanks very much for having me.
3: You're most welcome, Rona. It's been a pleasure.
4: For me, it's just, uh, it's another way of proving that the golden era of The Simpsons was like uh, just a hallmark of just excellent media. Um, It can move us, it can entertain us. It's just, Mm. it's just. Golden Television. Honestly, like I think everything that we've covered off in this podcast episode is memorable in some way, um, and it's either very clever, or it's just very funny, or it's very goofy, or it's just stupid. Um, and Golden Era Simpsons just did that very well. And Sash, as you probably well know that I think there's a lot of aspects of my life that unfortunately revolve around Simpson references. Um, but it's just nice having something that's funny and entertaining following you around like the many times I'll have done shopping and you'll be in the kitchen and I'll just lift out a bag of potatoes and go, potato man. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things. I'm, I also had a lot of fun with this podcast episode. Um, it's, always like, it's always fun just going back and watching old Simpsons episodes, um, especially for something specifically like the music of
5: it. So thank you as well.
2: It's been good fun watching them particularly in lockdown. It's giving us something to focus on,
5: so that's also good. Yeah, Sean's got to brace himself now for next podcast, which is about the Planet of the Apes franchise. Beginning oh. with next, <laughs> and going right through to <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 good,
6: good night.
3: <laughs> so uh that's the podcast and um I I'm sure we'll be back soon with another episode of the podcast. Um, however, we are still recording sort of remotely uh, due to the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, I'm sure if we do another one, we'll, uh, we'll be doing it in much the same way. Uh, the, the good thing about that is we realise now um, how straightforward it is for us to get sort of guests on the podcast from further afield. Um, so, you know, we're looking at having people on from, from different places uh, not just in the UK, but also in America, um, in Europe. And and hopefully uh, we'll get some more diverse guests as a result. So yeah, if you'd like to be on the show, drop us a message.
2: This has been Titles Mean Nothing, talking about the music of The Simpsons. I've been Alex Thomas.
3: I've been Sasha Swift, and we'll see you next time. See
2: you. Bye-bye.